Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford, joined by my co-host, Kia. Hola. Hey, Kia. How, how are you doing? How are you doing this evening? I am doing fabulous. I'm getting ready to run the country. Well, I mean, big moves, big moves coming. And, uh, you know, we, 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 you can't say it's a, a step down, right, to Kia. It's, it's right. definitely a step up. Um, right. And we are joined we are this week by illustrious guests from the Latinx delegation, Martine. Hello, everybody, and Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Ah, uh, yes. Yay! Yeah, outdo my Spanish. You see that? Yeah, outdo my Spanish. <laughs> and that voice that you heard, the lovely dulcet tones of Annie from the Jewish delegation. Hey, 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 it's Annie. It's Annie, aka Fangirl Smash, on those Twitter streets, perpetually high strung comics tweeter. <laughs> nice to be back. Yeah, nice to have you back. It's always a Welcome pleasure. Welcome back. Well, we're going to, I guess we're going to jump right into nerd news. There were a few stories that dropped this week. Uh, let's see the best order to take it. Let's start with light. Let's start with light. Uh, Batwoman unveiled their first look at the uh, Javisha Leslie costume. Did anyone get a chance to see the costume? Yes. Yes. Kia, yes, what were your thoughts on the costume as, uh, as someone who is deeply invested in Batmobiles and the like? I like it. I mean, I'd wear it for Halloween. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting because they're definitely not, uh, you know, they're leaning into the fact that Batwoman's going to be black in this uh, in this new incarnation. And in universe, it's going to be interesting how they how they move that, how, how, how they move that plot forward. Are people in Gotham just going to roll with that as as a plot development or are they going to? I mean, it's not like they could say, oh, Batwoman's been black the whole time. It's clearly a new Batwoman, and it's clearly a black Batwoman. And will the police be uh, react to her differently now? Will the people of the city react to her differently now? All... She's still Batwoman, so I mean, I just like, it's, it's the same costume. I think people in Gotham at this point are entirely used to legacy characters changing skin tones and hair colors all the time. But what about the police? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there have there aren't a lot of black there aren't a lot of black vigilantes in, in DC canon, so you know maybe maybe people will feel like there, there would definitely be think pieces about black Batwoman, don't you think? You know, oh, is she absolutely. is she uh, uh, helping out the police, or is she you know meeting out a deeper, better form of justice? I think this exactly. These are, 
Exactly. I was going to, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say that I heartily agree with what was referenced earlier about a black bat woman encountering all kinds of suspicion and problems probably from law enforcement and all kinds of subtle and explicit bias. So that's going to be interesting to see, but I'm also sad that Batwoman is no longer Jewish in the TV series. She was barely Jewish when Ruby Rose was playing her and she was very much created as a Jewish character by Greg Rucka. That is very another, that mm -hmm. is another good point. Um, you know, there would have been further opportunities to explore that aspect of her character that um, are being missed out on now that they, you know, I'm, I'm, I've made no secret of the fact that I think it was misguided of them to uh, not recast uh, Kate Kane. Um, so this is just another example of why that was a misguided choice. The fact that she's, um, there was so much more of a character to show and we're not getting any of it. And her Jewish identity is a part of it. Like you said, yeah. um, I don't I'll, believe, sorry I'll to cut also... you off. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that also, I mean, obviously a black bat woman can obviously be a black Jew, but it's just, I haven't seen anything written about that to indicate that that integral part of the character is going to be preserved in any way. So I'm, I'm mixed feelings, excited for a black bat woman, but really sad pending for the clarification. Where's Jewish bat woman? Right. Hopefully she's a black Jew. I'm be so awesome. That would, that would be, be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that they just recently introduced her in the Batgirl comic. Um, and, you know, the character Ryan Leslie. And they haven't really gone that far at all in terms of talking about whether she has... A, oh, sorry, Ryan Wilder, not Ryan Leslie. Uh, Ryan Wilder. I think Ryan Leslie is an R&B singer. But um, Ryan Wilder. So who knows if that's if that's going to be presented as an aspect of her character or not. But like you said, it would be disappointing if we had an actual, you know, we had one season of Kate Kane and they missed out on that opportunity. I guess that is good enough of a transition if we're going to talk about vigilantes who have a Jewish identity that may or may not be reflected in their in, in their live action incarnation because one of the other big stories was the casting of Oscar Isaac or at this point he's in talks uh, for the casting to play Mark Spector aka Moon Knight in uh, on Disney Plus yeah. uh, Kia, Kia are you aware of the Moon Knight character uh no, I am not. I am aware of Isaac via Google. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I've seen, I guess he's been in a couple movies in which I didn't really notice him all that much, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's great. He's good to look at now that I've Googled him. And uh, yeah. Well, we haven't yeah. even gotten to the casting news yet, but oh, wait, I'm sorry. Michael referenced it. <laughs> I was, I am. Um, I'm not that happy. Uh, when I'm with, then I am with Annie. I'm not happy I, either. And, and I, I know that some of you most likely saw on Twitter why. I adore Oscar Isaac. He's a phenomenal actor. And I had a feeling that Marvel was going to do this, that they would not respect Jewish comics Twitter's 
observations and pleas like over the last seven or eight years that if a Moon Knight character, I'm sorry, if a Moon Knight show ever comes to fruition, please cast a Jewish actor. We get no representation at all. You wouldn't even have Moon Knight if it weren't for Jewish people. You would have none of this. There would be no racial draft podcast. There wouldn't be comics as you know it. Just again, once again, a reminder that Jews did all of this for you. So, so Oscar Isaac, I adore him. Um, I'm aware that he said that he has some Sephardic Jewish ancestry, which is wonderful, but that is not, and I am not someone who's going to police someone's Jewishness, but he doesn't identify as Jewish. And that's the thing. He's not accountable to Jewish communities. He had, you know, he didn't grow up Jewish. Distant Jewish ancestry is not the same as being a Jew. Are you living as a Jew? Are you embracing Jewish ideals of justice and liberation? And so, you know, I knew this was going to happen. I think Jewish Twitter knew this was going to happen. Uh, we knew we were going to get burned in this. And it is, it is what it is. But it really should have been a Jewish actor. This should have been the one time that Mark's actor should have matched up to the character. Um, Do you have any suggestions, Annie? Not offhand, no. I mean, I mean, I've floated other ideas around previously. He's he's a hard actor to cast. I would have loved David Diggs. I would have much preferred David Diggs. Yeah, there was a <laughs> before right before the right before the casting came out, there were some um, rumors that went around as to some of the other characters who were being considered. Uh, one of them was David Diggs, who I did not know had um, uh, had was was Jewish, and uh, the other one. Why am I? I'm blanking on his name. Give me a second. Nick Kroll. Uh, Nick Kroll. Thank you. Uh, Nick Kroll was the other one that was being considered. Now it's, it's funny to me because those those characters, those sorry, those actors couldn't be any you know, couldn't couldn't be anything alike. Um, in terms of different sides of the spectrum. And then, of course, the Oscar Isaac casting, you know, compared to the two of them, was even more out of left field. So I thought, I thought for a second that maybe they were casting all three actors for all three of different Mark's personalities when he's in his different personas. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I cut you off. Go on. No, go, go ahead. I mean, that's an interesting approach. I'd yeah. like to hear a little bit more about about how you yeah. envision that. Um, well, first of all, if Nick Kroll was ever cast as Moon Knight, someone needs to be assassinated. I would not. <laughs> I, I take it you're not wow. a fan of Nick Kroll's work. <laughs> I think he's a fairly talented actor. He is, but not as Moon Knight. He is not Mark Spector in any way, shape or form in terms of, of just his persona, his physicality. And of course he's a brilliant actor and he can, he can, I'm sure, put on a good performance, but he's just hes just an ill fit, I think. His voice, his carriage. David Diggs, on the other hand, perfect. Make him a, you know, Black Jew, awesome. Um, Mark's family originally are Czech Jews. Um, his father was a rabbi who was deep into, who was a noted scholar of the Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism, as well as being an extremely learned rabbi. Well, all rabbis are learned, but I just don't see Nick Kroll. David Diggs, yes. Okay. Um, one, uh, I guess it's 
probably would have made sense for those of the people listening to the show that don't know a lot about Moon Knight. If you could, could you give a sort of quick explainer for the for the newbies among us? Oh, of course. Sure. All right. So Moon Knight was created by, I believe, Doug Munch, um, if memory serves correctly. He started out as he's the son of a rabbi who rebelled against his father's rabbinical ways. He did not want to be a religious Jew or he did not feel strongly that aspect of his Jewish identity. He became a mercenary, um, quite a tough, badass mercenary with, and he was sent on a mission to Egypt, um, which is a long and convoluted story. And the upshot is, is that the mission went terribly wrong and he was almost near death. He was attacked almost near death and left outside the temple of Khonshu. Now, I know a lot of writers have fidged with slight retcons of this, but he becomes the avatar, the god Khonshu, who's like this Kephonic Egyptian ancient deity, who's a lunar deity, um, resurrects Mark, heals him, and he becomes the avatar of this Egyptian god. Or... He has three different personalities and he's crazy and he's imagining it all. Depending on the writer, it goes back and forth over the years. He then returns to New York. He has a lot of money and he buys himself a white moon-shaped ship <laughs> and hires a, his sidekick Frenchie and starts to kick ass as Moon Knight. And when he's in New York City, he decides that in order to kind of enhance his crime fighting abilities to the best of his degree he adopts three different personas um one's kind of a mid-level or i'm sorry a wealthy guy sort of a pseudo playboy the other's a cabbie and i am suddenly blanking on the third personality yeah i don't i mean i can look that up very quickly yeah i think yeah, there was I think there was one that was, I can't remember if that was one of his superhero personalities. So I No, will, no, um, no. Let's see. Well, there's Mark Spector, there's mm. Jake, and then there's the, there's the rich playboy type who. Right. His, yeah. His name is Stephen Grant. Stephen yeah. Grant, right. Right. And are the, were those the three personalities or was there one more? As far as I recall. Yeah. Okay. There might be run more. <laughs> um, and he's been handled differently by different writers. And I think in the last 15 years, Marvel seems to retcon him with every new writer that gets assigned. A woman has never written Moon Knight to my knowledge. And I think a woman should write him. Um, any particular reason why? Or is it just because women because deserve every opportunity? Women deserve every opportunity. A woman's never had a chance at the character. And also... Because, because male writers at Marvel who get hired by Marvel to write him can't seem to figure out a consistency in his story. Is he crazy or is he really the avatar of this Egyptian god, this primal Egyptian god? They retcon his costume, his, his attitudes, his relationships, it seems, every few years. So every Marvel new gun over the last 15 years has been given a crack at Moon Knight and I'm done with all of them. None of them have really done a good job. Not even Warren Ellis. Hmm. 
So if it were up to you, would you prefer one or the other? That he uh, that he is the avatar of the moon god or that he is crazy? He could be a little bit of both. I think that I prefer the avatar story because it has such a bitter irony to it that a Jew has been chosen by this Egyptian deity to, to be their avatar. Um, and it also ups his power set a little if that is absolutely unquestionably confirmed. Right. This isn't to say that, you know, there's not mental illness. I mean, he's been through incredible trauma in his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I always thought it was more of, about the, it is a little of both. Um, now, granted, I, Moon Knight is not a character that has kept my interest for long. You know, I read a few issues of the uh, Jeff Lemire run and, um, you know, kind of thought that I revisited it at some point and never did. But I'm interested, at, you know, when I have a little time to kind of dig into that run and probably some earlier of the runs. But go um, to, yeah, go back to Doug's run with Bill Sinkowitz. OK, Doug Mensch. Yeah, that uh, issue number 27 is one of the most singular masterpieces that Marvel has ever put out. Ever. So we do know a little bit more about the uh, the uh, behind the camera aspect of Moon Knight. We know that the head writer who was tapped a little while back is a man by the name of Jeremy Slater, who's worked on things like the Fantastic Four movie, um, Umbrella Academy, the Netflix show, and also a tele television show, The Exorcist. Um, so I don't know anything about his background. I don't know if he ha might be Jewish or not, um, but we also know that they tapped a director um, this week, and a man by the name of Mohammed Diab. Um, he's done a movie, I believe, called Clash. He is a, of Egyptian uh, background. So I don't know if that means that they're going to lean more heavily on the Egyptian aspects of the character. Um, so that, that happened, I think, a day or two after the Oscar Isaac casting. So it was a big week for Moon Knight in terms Where, of- I didn't even see this news about about the producer, I'm sorry, writer and producer. Yeah, the writer was already attached from before. This is the director. I guess he's going to be directing most of the episodes, if not all of them. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have a lot of, uh, a lot of credits. He's, um, he did, let's see, a movie called Cairo 678. Um, also, uh, this movie called El Giziera, which was, a, I guess, a blockbuster, the highest grossing uh, Egyptian film of, oh, sorry, one of the highest grossing Egyptian films of all time. Wonderful. And, so we're going to get a super commercialized vision. And you know what? I bet that they're just going to take away all of Moon Knight's Jewishness completely in the show. And if you think that Jews are upset now, wait until that happens. Well, I mean, I guess we have to keep our fingers crossed that the writer, I mean, often on television projects, I mean, it's a little different for streaming shows, but often on television projects, the writer's vision is the one that controls. And like I said, I don't know anything about Jeremy Slater. Um, fingers crossed that he's Jewish and he can bring that aspect to the to the stories. I think also um, it sounds like he has a lot of a horror background, which might be an interesting take on Moon Knight. <laughs> Fair I point, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, he also worked on Death Note, which I did not see. 
the movie, the but I didn't. Version? I imagine so. Yes. Oh, the American version that was basically uh, one of the worst things ever put out by Netflix ever. Oh well. So that's I, not good. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> I guess we'll take that out of his CV. So I mean, at this point, there there are a lot of mixed signs as to whether as to whether there's going to be enthusiasm for you know for moon for moon night in terms of quality but i don't know i mean marvel marvel generally pulls these things together as you know even against uh against expectations so i'm gonna sort of stay on the on the positive yeah. side of things um me too but- i'm just thrilled we're getting a moon night show i'm just I'm, I'm like i'm thrilled and that means that we're gonna probably get bushmaster now who is bushmaster one of his arch protagonists the person who Mm -hmm. left him for dead in the desert outside of this ancient abandoned temple of Khonshu Um, and the person whose face he cut off from David Fincher's run in 2007 did you say David Fincher the first issue you didn't wait not David Fincher the director Uh, I'm sorry not the director um (laughs) the writer is Charlie Houston was the writer for that run okay David Fincher (laughs) David Finch was the artist, not God. Fincher. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, David Fincher wrote Moon Knight? Wow. Why didn't they get David Fincher back? <laughs> <laughs> like, but um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that there will probably get some, some of Bushmaster. Now, where this crosses, obviously, racial draft purview is that, uh, you know, he is uh, the actor. Oscar Isaac is Latinx. Yay! <laughs> He's also, I guess, I guess he would also fall under uh, multiracial. Um, so, Kia Martin, which one of you wants to claim Moon Knight as as a win for? <laughs> Hands up! Someone's gonna have to do it. My yeah, boy. I mean, there have this is the first Marvel project with a Latinx lead. You know, yeah. there's been a lot of talk about how there's not a lot of representation. Um, yeah. Do you have a, a do you have a quote unquote dog in this fight as with regard to representation? When regard to specific Latinx representation, it's really like it's pretty good because like it is like the first one to be the lead of something. Mm-hmm. Just as representation as the actual character, I am sorry, Anna. You know, <laughs> because uh, we Jew, Jewish people and Latinx people in this regard are very similar because you can be any race, but mm-hmm. be those specific ethnicities. And you're always going to have people that are going to be like, oh, you know, that's why it's called acting and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But uh, represent, accurate, accurate representation of those type of characters is very important. You know, like it's good kind of like from our side that's like oh we get to see a latinx superhero in the mcu mm-hmm. when we rarely get to see that at all even outside in other properties mm-hmm. but it sucks that we're kind of in this weird situation where it's like our representation means comes at the expense uh, of someone else. at the expense of someone else right. well yeah. i mean Taking things in this sort of world in the vein of how we work here in the racial draft is could you all imagine a scenario where where Mark Spector 
was a character, you know, in, with this casting, where Mark Spector was a character that was able to uh, represent both? Both in terms of what? Being a Latinx Jew? Yes. Or? Yes. But he, I, I suppose, I, I, sure, why not? Sure, why not? It, I mean, it takes him away from his his Czech background, but yeah, a Latinx Jew is, is, is perfectly wonderful. I think that um, it just depends on how it's done, but yeah, I'm fine with that. So shared custody? Yeah, shared custody. <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> I mean, that- Larry, Larry David sneer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just I'm saying. Serious. I'm just saying that if it was, if they, if they really, um, sort of honored, honored his Jewish heritage, but mm -hmm. did it through the lens of a Latinx um, background, right? You know, but that's still not honoring the character's Jewish heritage, which is very much from the Lower East Side of New York City. He comes from, you know, a Czech Jewish family from from the Lower East Side. And we've just, we barely get that with Ben Grimm as it is. So, but yeah, but. I mean, the modern Lower East Side has a lot of uh, people of different backgrounds. I don't think it would be that hard to imagine someone who grew up on the Lower East Side who has, I mean, at least, if we, at least, at least we're talking about mixed heritage, particularly um, someone yeah. who has, um, you know, Jew, both Jewish heritage and, um, you know, he um he's from Guatemala, right, Oscar? Isaac? He's he's like uh, from Guatemala, and he's also like Cuban as well. Cuban. Oh, so so a Cuban, you know, a a mixed uh, Cuban Jewish New York family isn't that far. I mean, Lower East Side specifically isn't that far out of the realm of of possibility sure. in the 1970s. Right, but we're talking about. I'm talking specifically about the community of Jews on the Lower East Side that have only been there by by the time Moon Knight was created. It's it's more of a nod to the people that created Moon Knight and to the legacy of Lower East Side New York City Jews. But as you point out quite validly, you live in New York City, so Latinx Jew it is if they decide to go that way. I don't have, we don't have a choice, it'll be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that the time frame, you know, given given his age you know we're talking about you know late 70s early 80s and you know those communities would have potentially um shared shared that real estate oh yeah so i mean i think in a way it wouldn't you know again i'm i'm not as deeply invested in in this as you know as as not as neither a moon knight fan nor a jewish person um, but in terms of trying to trying to solve solve this problem or square this knot, you know, the idea of honoring honoring this new um, demographic, if you will, from the time frame, um, and, you know, more in more in light or in line with the modern with the modern time frame and giving giving um, opportunity for representation of that group while also still representing. Uh, the Jewish community could be a way that they choose to could be a direction they choose to go, which would be the closest thing to a win-win scenario, I would imagine. And since and since ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the Jews that Americans see on TV are white Ashkenazim Jews, 
you've convinced me. I'm fine. We can share them, Martin. All right. <laughs> a win. Yay, let's share them. I agree. And and Kia, as as a member of the multiracial delegation who is also Jewish, that's a win for you too. Yes, it is. Very much so. Yeah. So yet again, Kia wins. Yeah, always. <laughs> Kia always wins. Speaking of Kia always wins, this is a a little bit of a surprise, but I'll I'll go ahead and and do it. This is we we'll call it again. Those of you who are not following us on Patreon are missing out on the Patreon exclusives, and this would be one of the Patreon exclusives. You you would get your first glimpse at the world champion photo shoot for the first season winner the first season winner of our fantasy comics league um racial draft division standings that would be kia herself wow who did the photo shoot was it annie Leibowitz? um it was a sort of a comic book photo shoot so our friend uh our friend eli drew up did Eli put the most important aspect of that of that picture in there? That is going to be special for you. Um, however, but it should be shared with all. Um, well, well, I will leave that to you for that. But I am just need to figure out how to share my screen. There's a button below that says share. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that. And you guys will hopefully. Let me know if you're able to see it. Okay, I'm I'm assuming you are not able to see it. Oh, no, we can see it. Oh, it is. St- oh my god. I it love it. Sunny, and that's you as Wonder Woman. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. So it will we'll we'll make sure to make the have it make the rounds in a little bit but uh you know like i said for the patreon exclusive people they'll they'll be able to have access to this image this is the uh the winning the winning uh delegation for the first season it, that was captain america hal jordan uh black widow deadpool harley quinn wonder woman mystique cyclops cable catwoman mr sinister Magneto and Captain Marvel, all uh, rendered in their multiracial incarnations. It's stunning. It's stunning. We this new really needs to be a print. Can Eli make this a print? Because this is stunning. Again, should... that will be a, a Patreon exclusive. These prints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, if you can What's we up? just for a moment, I know that the um, listeners can't see this, but. Mystique's lips are on point. Mm, <laughs> get it? Mm. Oh, the whole thing is just luscious. It really is. It's so cool. So yeah, so follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, stay tuned later this week, and you'll see the you know a version of this go go out. But in order to get the high, the high quality version, you have to follow us on on Patreon. But Kia, as the as the first season champion, this is uh, your moment. I mean, 
I'm going to have to take, you know, all the credit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, this is a really good um, depiction of the team. Like, it's beautiful. Good job um, to the artist. I want to say his, what's his um, Instagram? Art of Atlas. Art of, Art of Atlas. There Wait, is it, is it Art of Atlas or Art by Atlas? I always forget. That's, that's what I got from <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, I believe it's Art by Atlas. Art by Atlas. Art by, yeah. Atlas. Yes. Yeah. Art by Atlas. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. I mean, this is spectacular. I'll definitely make this into a t-shirt and <laughs> go from there. You need nice. to frame it too. I mean, I I am like so excited for you, Kia. This is so freaking cool. Yeah, like I need like a poster. Well. Like you... a print, yes. Mm -hmm. yep, and maybe a card decal. Yes, <gasps> card stock. Make them into Christmas cards, Hanukkah yes. cards, holiday cards, Diwali cards, whatever. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, so ends the visual portion of our audio okay, podcast, and uh, let's move on to another news story, which maybe not as well. I guess the other stories were somewhat contentious as well. But there was a, a story that came out in Business Insider this week about DC Comics editors um, talking about uh, different career obstacles they faced. Um, uh, Andy, did you happen to see that article? Of course I did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And two excellent editors who, who stayed in the same position literally almost their entire careers. One was never promoted. One was only promoted once. Why? And describing it because DC internally on the corporate side is racist internally. Yeah, it's a very extensive piece. I'll share, I'll share it in the, in the show notes. Um, it talks about the experiences of Harvey Richards and Latif Aide Williams, also known as LA. And yeah. they, they worked in different decades as DC editors and they were continu continually held back and they tell their stories. And it's a shame because, you know, it just goes to show that things change, but they, but a lot of times they stay the same. I, I just, I don't know how much of this was Dan Didio. I don't know how much of this was other editors, but given how many people I know who have worked at DC and come away completely traumatized or had their careers derailed completely um I, I i just am not surprised i think internally it's a really racist company and you know i guess transitioning from that story to the somewhat more controversial version of that story is is um our friend uh ray fisher and his ongoing um complaints we'll say um about how things were handled on the DC movie side. Um, he's, he, 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 made, he made a couple of strong allegations, one of which got quickly debunked, but others that are sort of still out there about the fact that there are a lot of those things sort of behind the scenes in the uh, DC uh, films, um, particularly with regard to- Joss um, Well, I mean, it was, it was Joss, it was even before, Let's see. Let's see some of the, the allegations. I mean, I know that while, while you look them up, before, sure. before, just I just the last thing I wanted to mm -hmm. say about those uh, two awesome DC editors is that 
creators, when that story came out, comics, Twitter creators, comics, Twitter kind of exploded and creators who had worked with those two editors backed them up. Every, every person I saw who'd worked with those editors who has a Twitter account and tweeted about it was saying that they're the both excellent editors, best editors that they ever worked with. And that yes, they, they never got promoted. So anyway, jumping ahead. Right. And, you know, again, the, 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 the Ray Fisher issue is a little bit more controversial because it's tied into Hollywood and how things happen with sort in terms of like star status and who gets to say what about, you know, whether their roles get scaled back or not. Um, you know, it's not, it's, it's as much a story about race as it is a story about, about clout in the industry and about promises made and representation and the like. So far be it from me to say that it's a slam dunk, but some of the allegations that he made were that there were um, conversations that happened behind the scenes um, and on the corporate side um, about that were potentially coded racism and, and how some of the things that were told to him on the set were reflections of that coded racism. Now, as of yet, he hasn't made any specifics. He hasn't said what specific statements were made. Um, or he's dropped names. Well, no. well, so the names that he's dropped that he's dropped so far are the the the, the director who did the pickups after uh, Zack Snyder left the project. That's Joss Whedon. Um, uh, John uh, Berg who was one of the producers on the movie, Jeff Johns, who was a longtime DC um, creative person, um, high, high level creative person, who's also one of the producers on the project, <clears throat> as well as the Toby Emmerich, who recently made news because he was elevated to, I wanna say the head of Warner Pictures but at the time was a little bit lower on the, on the scale. So at least currently he's in, he's well regarded by, um, by the current regime, the AT&T regime. Uh, this is, this, a lot of this happened pre-merger, um, pre-purchase of Warner Brothers by AT&T. So yes, he's yeah. now the chairman of Warner Brothers Pictures. And, um, and yeah. I I do have a quick question. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, we like to think that, like, you know, race has nothing to do with how people get promoted and whatnot. And even if you... Wait, do we like to think that? I, 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 I mean, like, in a, in a happy... Well, some, okay. <laughs> okay, some people in America like to think that. Okay, um, okay, I but, got it, got it. I mean, the realization is like, okay, like me, like I, where I grew up, I was the only African-American throughout my whole school system from, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. And I went through, up, I went up there all by myself and alone. And I, my mindset kind of, though I know there, there was a, there was like an undertone of racism Mm -hmm. that I dealt with for the most part, I kind of like, you know, walk through life like, you know, well, this is what it is. I didn't really concentrate too much on it and just kept, you know, progressing kept forward mm -hmm. and succeeding. Um, you know, just being resilient, I guess you could say. And, but in their instance, like, you know, years of working at a place, not, you know, like, even though they're, everything is good and, they're doing amazing things. They're still not being rewarded or, you know, upped in on the scale of, you know, 
and just the scale of work or whatnot and doing being promoted. How, how, like, you know, I guess for listeners and for people, like, how should we be navigating it? Like, you know, it's one thing to say, like, because I know a lot of people might say, well, no, it's just a mindset. It's all in their mind, but obviously it's not. Like, but even if it wasn't a mindset, how do you deal with that? Like, when do you know when to say, like, hey, this is a real issue or, you know, or just maybe just work harder and buckle down and work harder. Like, how do you, how could we help navigate that for other people if they're going through that same circumstance? Like, what would be a good suggestion? If I said that right. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a huge question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's tough. I think a lot of it depends on the industry that you're in and what the resources are. Uh, as far as other peer groups, uh, especially uh, whether there have been groups that have made inroads before, typically um, typically these industries have been hard to crack, and these industries have not had a lot of uh, mentoring and a lot of places that you can reliably go if you feel like something's happening. And, and often, especially when it comes to a generational thing, often the older people who first broke in to those industries do tend to be the ones that say just kind of keep your head down and power through because you know you don't want to have a reputation for being difficult you know one of the things that's going to happen that we imagine is going to happen with ray fisher is that regardless of how justified he is regardless of what he's experienced he is going to also be um labeled as as a difficult um actor and yeah, can, I, can I point out that he really put his career on the line in coming forward about this? Yeah. Um, as you said, he's, he, he runs a real tangible risk of being black labeled. And I also want to point hmm. out that Sorry. DC does have a history of harassing women literally out of its employment. Look what happened to Val Durazio and Mike Carlin, um, uh, who harassed her. And Jeff Johns internally by numerous accounts is a nightmare to work for a really unpleasant person. So anyway, well, continue. Well, no, I, I, and I, and I hear exactly what you're saying. Annie, and I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I, I guess this is a suggestion to, for people out there when he does get black labeled or when they, he is labeled difficult, we should be going after the people that are labeling him that. Because if we change that narrative mm -hmm. and, you know, change, like, you know, change it to where he's not being difficult, he's being brave. He's, um, you know, he's being courageous. He's showing, you know, he's showing his integrity. He's like that, those are the labels that he should, um, that should be labeled, labeling him, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And if we go after maybe those people that are trying to list him as anything other than those things, maybe then something will change right but that's all of twitter that's all, like that's all of hollywood mm -hmm. i completely agree that start a robust counter narrative definitely yeah. um he's I mean, already being labeled as difficult and not being believed right and 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 the tough thing about hollywood particularly is that accountability uh, is is that you know with with regard to hollywood we they people regular people will say you know non-hollywood people often perceive Hollywood jobs as different from 
from our jobs, different from what we have to experience. So while if he was in a different industry and being a whistleblower, there would be a lot of people who would be, you know, somewhat, even if he were in like an industry like the law or, or, or a stockbroker or something where he, he would make good money, um, the fact that we're aware of the, the hurdles that people have to clear um, and have had to clear when they were not white in those industries. I think that in entertainment, you know, also sports, I think, you know, I think in, in those in fields where there are a lot of high profile um, people of color, I think there's sometimes a sense that that things aren't as bad in those industries. And I think that there, and I think that often kind of creates this this opportunity for people to believe the narrative that despite the fact that we know that there are a number a number of um, white creative people and white actors who play by a different set of rules than the people of color, despite the fact that there are do many, many documented instances of that happening, we still have that idea that when, uh, that when a, a black person or a person of color um, does something similar, that it's, it's so much worse, that they're so much more difficult, that it's so much more upsetting that, you know, I, I had a number of discussions over the, over the week um, which, which is, it, it's so interesting the way that they mirrors discussions that happen in other contexts where, well, it's not a hundred, it's clearly not 100% race-based there, you know, and, and the idea that it's not 100% race-based means that it's not, um, it's not important. It's, it's not substantive. When this in is what has been really irked me about all the conversations about Ray Fisher and, you know, people taunting him saying either, you know, say specifics or not, uh, you know, Michael, you're an attorney. I'm sure you can, you can back me up on this when you're talking about specific allegations and you've already retained legal counsel. Um, it's, or, or you, you have to be careful in what you say and how you say it. So I'm wondering if his long protracted process in getting to actual or drilling down to such details as to what actually happened to him in his experience. I wonder if that was because the whole time he was trying to cement protections for himself. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky, it, there are a number of tricky um, pitfalls in, in what he's doing right now. One of them is that he's, he's still under contract um, and there are a lot of things that he can't say in terms of disparagement um, while he's under contract. Obviously, I haven't seen the contract, so I don't know exactly what his limitations are. And, you know, additionally, there was the whole matter of there is an internal investigation that's happening. So typically when there's an internal investigation, you're not allowed to talk about specifics of that internal investigation until the investigation is closed. So it's so, so explains. That so a lot of specifics well, ever came forward. Right, but the but but it's weird that he continues to be allowed to disclose what he is disclosing. That's that's what's a little harder for me to understand. I get that in order to get the ball rolling, he needed to come out and be public about it, but it's a little bit trickier now because it seems like he's really sort of skating on the line. Like I can say this much, but I can't say this much. And I think that for a lot of people who are not savvy about how the legalities of it work they're looking at it as you know either you're in it and you're going you know all the way and you're putting your career like you're committing career suicide because you you think that this is right or 
you 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 know just let the process play out um, in in private. But unfortunately for him, or unfortunately for a lot of people, when the process plays out in private, it usually ends with some kind of non-disclosure agreement where nothing comes out publicly. And if his issue was to make it public, was to apply pressure publicly, he can't do that when the investigation is closed. Because when the investigation is closed, he's going to sign something. He's probably going to settle. They'll probably work out some kind of settlement for him. And maybe he'll be allowed to have a, a career. And, you know, that's the, that, that's the tricky thing. If, you know, it's easy, it's a lot easier to take on the machine when you have committed the idea that you're, you're out of it, that you're not going yeah. to be part of the industry. But if he does want to uh, maintain a career, I, you know, he's, he's being pulled in multiple directions because he's out there as the face of this, of, of this injustice in his eyes. But a lot of it is tied to feeling like he wasn't treated professionally in his career. And if he ends up sacrificing his, sacrificing his career to get the justice that he wants, then it's kind of a pyrrhic victory, isn't it? Pyrrhic victory, but maybe that's what he needs. Maybe that's what he wants. I, yeah. you know, and that's the part people, that I'm not sure people, about. Some people have the kind of will and fortitude that that's, that's the only thing that they'll settle for. But I really hope it, it works out well from him. Um, I just want to say we also have some Nubia news. Yes, which we didn't get to. I actually I had it in my docket, but I I thought that there, there was more I guess more of a natural transition to those those two stories. I actually have a couple more stories in the docket. We can the Nubia news is that uh, there's a I'll, I'll I guess I'll also share share my screen for this so that someone could see the stunning artwork on the yeah. cover of this. Uh, <clears throat> Remember the button is down below. <laughs> I, you know, I'll... you you would think that I would know that. <laughs> in, the but, meantime, um... in the meantime, um, there's a new Nubia book coming out, mm -hmm. and it's being written for the first time by a black woman, Elle McKinney, and I am so freaking excited. And the artist is, is stunning. Yes, Aletha Martinez is the Aletha artist. Martinez. That's right. Yes, um, that's my cousin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, why can't I find the art? I mean, well, I'll I just, just... want to say that that while while you're looking for it, oh, here we go. Looking... Here's the art. I had... Green, the button. No, I had to pull up the art first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I know, I know where the button is, Kia. <laughs> I'm hey, I'm just being a proper co-host and helping you out. Team oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Let me know if you can see it. And the team is waiting. Oh my God. Yes. That, wow. that art is so stunning. I yeah. cannot believe how stunning that piece is. That is what I'm going to be for Halloween I, next year. Yep. So, I mean, I think that's, that's going to be, I think that's going to be the show art for this week. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, zoom in, do a little pinch and, and zoom in on the show art and you'll see this uh, stunning stunning cover for the immortal it's one of the stories in the uh immortal wonder woman uh art um sorry book that's going to be, come out in january i also want to say that um this is another instance in which twitter has gotten a major publisher to do something 
people for the last three years on here have been clamoring for a new Nubia book and yelling about how she is deeply underused, particularly from black women in comics Twitter. And look what we have. Well, I, I'll be honest about the fact that I've been very vocal about the fact that Nubia doesn't have a lot of um, characterization in in these stories. So I'm hoping that I mean I know that there have been some some additions in the last couple years as far as her actually being reintroduced in the modern Wonder Woman run. So the the fact that they're giving her some solo adventures in in this future state can only bode well. Excuse me for Nubia kind of carving out an identity of her own. We also we also have a new Nubia young adult book coming out. Yes. But I, I'm not sure. I think that's coming out in February, if I yes. recall correctly. Yeah. So so those were that was that was the other big art story. Uh, in other black women DC news, there is a rumor. It's only a rumor at this point, And it's also connected to Green Lantern. So there is a rumor that there will be a black female Green Lantern in the yeah. Green Lantern series. Um, and not, we know who that's going to be. Oh, that, well, I, I mentioned this. I mean, I, I mentioned this in order to say that according to the rumor, it's not going to be Sojourner Mullen um, no! from, the, from the far sector. And I would imagine part of that has to do with, with copyright. Um, you know, given uh, J.K. Jemison's specific role in the book, I would imagine that she has a, spe- a different kind of contract than the average DC writer with regard to a character that she created? I disagree. I disagree. I think that she would be thrilled to see a live action Sojourner. I can't imagine her being different than this, but sorry, go on. No, I mean, that wasn't the issue. The issue is whether she was created under the boilerplate work for hire agreement. um, Right. And whether that work for whether her agreement when she did Far Sector would have included, um, live action adaptation rights and whether she'd be entitled to to different rights than the average um dc character and that could be a reason sojourner is the bomb so i really hope we get a live action version but now i'm trying to think of who else what other black women lanterns i mean i think it's going to be a brand new character i think it's going to be a character created specifically for the show and is it pardon yeah, uh, yeah, from what I read, it is supposed to be an original character. Yeah. So in that situation, it could be a character that gets introduced on the show and then makes her way into the comics. Why can't it just be Jessica Cruz? Jessica well, Jessica Cruz, Cruz is, already is already expected to be there. Yeah. This, uh, character, this character is supposed to be sorry, – sorry, I should have gotten into the story. Uh, according to the rumor, this character's um, – we don't know if, if this is a code name for the character in terms of production or whether it's the character's actual name, but Bree Jarda is a character and uh, she's going to be half human, half alien with a human father and alien mother. And she would have grown up off of earth, but she's Interesting. You know, phenotypically a black woman. Got um, it. Got so it. there's a possibility that they could introduce this character into the comics. It, um, and, you know, we'll have ourselves, um, you know, another another black woman lantern. Maybe they'll even allow her and Joe and Joe Mellon, you know, to interact. Wouldn't that be great? It's always they, good when it's always good when black characters get to talk to other black characters and talk to other talk to each other. Two black women lanterns talking to each other, not about 
Not about Hal Jordan. Not about Hal Jordan. Yeah, not about Hal. What do you think, Kia? Uh, well, um, I'm gonna be honest. I I really don't have much to say on it. Yep, I mean, I I know you're not a big Green Lantern fan, even though I, you have a Green Lantern on your team. I, she has Hal on her team. <laughs> yeah, but I. I had him on here for points. Right, but and and you know, by taking Hal away from the white delegation, it was kind yeah. of a, it was kind of a victory. Yeah, yes, it, was, it, it really gave was. me joy. It did give me joy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got Hal for all the wrong reasons, but right reasons. Wink wink. So <laughs> if we're talking about if we're talking about news items in the docket, I sure. really hope you got the news docket item, Michael, in your queue about the character beginning with the letter V. No. Um, what is this story? Uh, share it with us. The Wait. story is that there's there's rumors, there's strong rumors, there's going to be a live-action Vixen film. Oh, right. That was a rumor Mary from... McCain. Yeah, but that was a rumor from, from weeks ago. This is I thought, I thought this was a new rumor. This surfaced this week again. Oh. That there is... There, there was more that, more that came out. I didn't hear more about this. I will look it up right now. Well, I'm excited. Anyway, go on. Martine, what do you think about it? About the uh, rumor for the Green Lantern show thing? No, the Vixen yep. rumors, I think. Oh, the Vixen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Or either or. Either oh, or, Martin. Either or. The Green Lantern would be the first, because I know he, that's his favorite subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, interesting. I, I mean, there's definitely a part of me that's just that does feel like a... There are already a lot of women lanterns that they could have potentially used, especially if you're going to team them up with Guy Gardner to like try to balance them out, um, because that's the plan for Bree. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, I mean, they, they do sometimes make some pretty good original characters for media. I mean, that sometimes mm-hmm. eventually translate to other to into the actual comics. I mean. That's what happened with Harley. That's what happened with. Uh, that's what happened with. Uh, Batgirl. So, Bat, Batwoman. And Batgirl. Uh, oh yeah, and Batgirl. And Batgirl, and then uh, other characters that originate from other stuff, don't have as much success. But like, we'll see how like if she mm-hmm. does end up showing up in the comics, how, like how well they're going to treat her. Right. Or if they're gonna use her a lot at all. Because it could be just like, here she is, and then like, since she's mostly from out of Earth, we're gonna not use her a lot. Except this, for like, this sounds I like wonder, a this sounds like a Kyle Rayner situation, or if we, right. a, some like Kyle Rayner bitterness happening right here. <laughs> but I'm also wondering. I'm also wondering. There are a lot of women lanterns that can mm-hmm. be phenotypically phenotypically black. Like, why not fatality? Exactly. Fatality. There's also why not. Matui, why not Soren yeah, Ignatu? Why not exactly. any of them? Ariza Rab, could you could change it from like I think uh, I'm colorblind, but I see her kind of like as a golden kind of like. But you could mm-hmm. easily change her. Like she that's is, not... she's she's like a beautiful deep gold orange, and you could change her. What any of them? Any of them yeah. change them? Exactly. Jessica Cruz. 
Well, you know, like Jessica Cruz already using for like, and they're going to like, since it takes place in like different time periods, they're going to like have her be with Simon. So they're going to use someone else for Guy. But oh, I yeah, see. definitely. Like, Catman Oh, was, too, that, like, was that the plan? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's little... supposed to like take place in like, diff, um, like different right. stories among mm-hmm. different time periods. Right. And so obviously, if they're going to have both Simon and Jess, who, you know, most notably are, have been Our partners, yes. partners, partners, they're going to use those two together. So right. obviously they're going to put Guy with this this other one to kind of have a similar maybe dynamic of partners. You know? oh, I guess I was thinking that they pair Guy with – oh, no, but John's not available, right? Oh, no, John, John – they're not going to use John on the show. Yeah. That's but, too bad. That's, that's a good point. So if John's not available, I definitely could see them pairing Guy with a black woman um, from yeah, that time so. frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? There, there, there's definitely some narrative opportunities with that, with that dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, do we, do we remember when this show is supposed to debut? It's still in development, right? Yeah, it's still in development. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? DC in development could be, could be forever. Decades. It could be next year. It could be. Uh, when, yeah, it could be decades. The Flash movie's been in development. The uh, Black Adam, as my shirt says, movie has been in development since uh, Donald Trump. I mean, since uh, um, Barack Obama was was president. So it's it's been a while. Yeah, it really has been a while. <laughs> but I guess it's, I guess now's as good a time as any to transition into some of our draft business. Yay! Season two will officially officially kickoff in December December 6th December well sorry December 6th will be our show December mm-hmm. 7th will be when we kick off uh, round first round mm-hmm. of the of the second season of the racial draft and it's only time that we have our lottery what we're going to do Wait, right now? I didn't we're, even get to pray on it or put anything into existence. No, we're, I'm not ready. What we're going to do Good today. Bad. No, no, here's here we're doing it a little differently than we did in okay. previous in season 1. We are not going to decide all of the we are not going to decide the, the complete order all at once. Different weeks, we're going to have we're going to have different uh, picks decided. This week, we're going to decide who drafts number 1. So, since you're all here at the camera, mm-hmm. I'm going Let's to drop. I'm going okay. to drop. I'm going to drop a letter into the cup to just to indicate every every team. Okay. Let's see each letter. So What's first, that, that is the N for the Native American delegation. Oh, I thought Got it was it. the other team. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the N for the Black delegation. <laughs> that is the B, the B for the Black delegation. <laughs> the M for the multiracial, multiracial. delegation. Hey, did you actually put it in the cup? We need to see you visually put it in the cup. I feel like he just took mine out. That means nothing to me. I need to see three cubes in there. Three. <laughs> I know him. I, I know him, guys. 
Right. Okay, cool. I saw it. There we go. All okay. right. <laughs> Who's up next? Next up is the A for the Asian delegation. Pink. Next up is the W for the white delegation. You should have put C for the caucus. <laughs> the J for the Jewish delegation. Yeah. Yeah. The L for the Latinx delegation. I mean, oh. <laughs> and the P for the Polynesian delegation. Close your you eyes, see, Keep it up. Keep it. Keep it. Close your eyes. Put the thing up there so everybody can see you. Pull it out. Yeah, we want to see you pull it out. Hey, pause. <laughs> I wow. Can't... It's the Asian. Wait, we didn't tell you to pull it out yet. Uh, yeah, you really do. did. <laughs> the Asian delegation will be picking first. We're going to pick Batman again. Yeah, yeah they're going to pick Batman again. This is really not fair. Really not yeah, fair. We should try and spread it around more this time. Yeah, I, I don't think that counts. I think that was that was a practice to show you how it was going to be done. Yeah, that next, was a starting, practice Starting shot. next week. <laughs> starting next week, we will show you. How, we will start with the first week. That, yeah, that, huh? that was a great, that was a great, you know, dry run. It looked great. We know exactly <laughs> what to do now. <laughs> so there it is. Season two. Next week, we will do Season two. That was a great dry run. The number one pick. Um, the Asian delegation. If it was real, would have been the Asian team. I'm so sorry, Asian team, but that's not happening. Yeah, so it's next not week, happening. Yeah, you can't, you didn't even tell me that. As your co-host, you didn't even tell me we were doing that. So it doesn't count. I mean... And didn't, didn't the Asian team get to draft first last time? No, the yeah. multiracial no, team multi drafted first. The multiracial, <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, so the first, you drafted first and you finished first. Oh, obviously well, so this pattern holds true ron's in for a great season or not maybe or ron not. won't even show up for it i mean hopefully <laughs> hey ron don't you have, don't you have something else to do like i'm just saying we are if so if you are a member of the asian delegation um feel free to celebrate along with ron from nerds of color um and um you know make Start start speculating now. Maybe they don't. Like maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't go. Maybe they shouldn't pick Batman this time. Maybe they should, maybe they should go a different direction. M I'm you just know? saying, Ron's you, never even been on the podcast. Should he be able to go first? Really, yeah, he's never even made time for this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Hey, Ron, I'm still waiting. Gene challenged Emma. Gene Gray still has a challenge out there for yeah, Emma like Frost. Ron doesn't even respond. I mean, <laughs> no, oh. Ron's, Ron's working a lot. I get the, I get uh, the idea that Ron's working no, a lot. Don't give him excuses. Hey, if he was dedicated, he'd be dedicated. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the rich get richer and the crazy rich Asians... <laughs> Have and the clearly, crazy rich Asians, <laughs> crazy rich Asians have gotten gotten richer. Mm -hmm. I stay tuned. That movie. Stay tuned. What you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians? No, because I didn't know. Like honestly, I was like, will I get all the jokes? 
Oh. Or will I have to like pause and Google the jokes? Oh, you're like, disappointing. You're disappointing me, Kia. We'll watch Crazy Rich Asians tonight yeah. after the show ends. Um, yeah, Kia, it's so good. It is so good. And also there's been tons of articles that explain the minor things that you may not get at first pass. And what background are they? Are they Korean? How about you watch the movie well, and you, you can find out for yourself? I mean the movie. <laughs> But um, all right. Well, okay. Let's move on to another thing that ha- actually, Annie, you mentioned. Yes. You know, you mentioned a challenge. Does anyone, since we have two, since we have three representatives from different delegations, does anyone want to throw out any challenges? Off the off the cuff. Latinx team and the Asian team. Oh, oh you're cha- you're making other people <laughs> fight. You're doing yeah. you're doing booking. Mm-hmm. Do you have two characters that you'd like to see square off? Yeah, Batman and then any of any anyone anybody from that next team. Well so I had another thing that I wanted to suggest. This is all for fun. This is not mm-hmm. official official. But uh since I do have representatives from different teams, I think it would be fun if we had one of you propose a trade between the other two people. So, so we'll start with you, Martine, mm-hmm. to propose a trade between the Jewish delegation and the multiracial delegation. <laughs> do you have, do you have, uh, do Remember. you have the characters in front of you or do you need a moment? Uh, remember me... that, remember, just remember this, Martine, that, you know, I may be multiracial, but my last name is Bernstein. that's right (laughs) he has my back always Uh he has my back let me see if I uh, let me try to pull it up Uh, or do you have it on there I mean you know I I can always pull up I can always pull up the full the full uh, teams do you need me to the Jewish team hmm you mean the roster for the Jewish team? Yeah, because I don't remember everybody. <laughs> okay, uh, we have Iron Fist, Jean okay. Grey, okay. She-Hulk, All right. Supergirl, okay. Starfire, The right. Engineer, mm-hmm. uh, Apocalypse, um, Supergirl. You said Supergirl already? Yeah. Uh, Spectrum. Spectrum. She-Hulk. Silver She-Hulk. Surfer. And the Silver Surfer, the Living Tribunal, and and the Living Tribunal, and mm-hmm. Zatanna, and Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. Yeah, Spider Woman. Okay. So a trade between the Jewish delegation and the multiracial delegation. And do you need a refresher of the multiracial team, or are you good? No, because I, I already have that one. Yeah, okay. he, he knows who the winners are. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah. guys saw you guys all saw the picture. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we it's fresh in my head. Um maybe a trade between the two. Uh Jewish Zatanna for multiracial Hal. Hal Jordan, Hal. Jewish. He is Jewish actually. His mom's Jewish. True. Yeah. So you're so you would be you'd be taking Hal back. How do you feel about any any taking Hal back to the tribe? In exchange for Zatanna. Probably not. 
I kind of want to keep Zatanna. Um, I kind of want to keep Hal. I mean, Zatanna didn't even give any points. Right. True. <laughs> if I'm taking if I'm taking Hal, he's immediately becoming a Mizrahim Jew. He's mm-hmm. becoming a dark brown Jew. Um, and so yeah, I'll take him. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Kia's like, no, Kia's no. like, no. that doesn't sound, doesn't sound <laughs> like, all right. Wow. Okay, Kia, now it's your turn to see a trade between the Jewish delegation and the Latinx delegation. This should be good. Okay, um, what was the Latinx's um, theme again? I keep on forgetting. Superman, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, Shazam, Miles Morales, Invisible Woman, Def, Kyle Rayner, John Constantine, uh, Jane Foster, and Aquaman. Yep. Okay. Um, I think that they should trade Superman with She-Hulk. Okay. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Um, I mean, Superman to go with Supergirl, I definitely yeah. think that, you know, given everything that we know about Superman's origin to have him be Jewish doesn't feel, um, you know, out of bounds at all. Yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. And then She-Hulk as Latinx. I mean, I, that's pretty, that, that would actually be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where's uh, Mr. Atlas at? I don't know. I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think, <laughs> I, I think I just want to keep, I want to keep She-Hulk just because I'm personally attached to her and she's a kick-ass lawyer. But I am totally okay with taking Superman, and yeah, obviously he's. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I as much there, as right, as much as you like She-Hulk, you're like, but Superman yeah. though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'll settle for I'll settle for one of the top scoring characters in the whole. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I'll settle for the DC universe over She-Hulk. The Maybe. most recognizable. <laughs> I'll settle for the most recognizable logo well, wait, in the history of Superman. You guys really can't see She-Hulk. She-Hulk is a lawyer. I mean, like with you know immigration and stuff like that that's going on nowadays. Like, I mean that it. I mean, it all makes sense. And then when everybody gets crazy and like they do the wrong thing, she could just hulk out and literally be like, "No, this is not <laughs> happening." And then like, if she's F everything if, up, I like it. Well, both a Jewish and a Latinx She-Hulk are definitely going to be tearing down ICE. So either right? way, it's that's a win-win. what I'm saying. Like, it's she a win Protect the people. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like <laughs> Martin got scared. He's like, I'm fine with it, I swear. <laughs> Don't fall down on me. <laughs> Don't do it. I guess. I mean, you know. I mean, it's a really great idea. <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great the way he is like that that idea that came from nowhere? <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, All right, Andy. Up. All right, Andy, it's your turn for posing so I'm trade. Up. Yep. All right, so on the multiracial team, we basically have everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Kia, you have uh, Hal, Carol, Mystique. That woman. Um, Wonder right, Woman, right, right. Captain America, Magneto, uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, not Daredevil, but um, what do you call him? Um, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. There we go. Cyclops. I was like, dead, dead, dead. 
Cable, Catwoman, and Black Widow. Yeah, I am wondering how, what it would be like if you traded out Mystique hmm. for Valkyrie. Interesting. For Jane Foster, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Jane Foster. Mm -hmm. uh, Mystique oh. is one of those characters where I feel like oh. she could fit in in any, any delegation. Yeah. So, right. so that always works. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many great. points did Just uh, like we can. Jane Foster get? <laughs> Jane Foster. But Jane Foster is a really cool character. Yeah, but she is um, point cool wise. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to do anything for you points wise. Yeah. She has um, so her that's... own book. Yeah, but the book got canceled, I think. Right, but she's in a lot of stuff. She's in a lot of stuff. But if I was thinking, see, I was thinking more in terms of just a well-rounded team. Oh, uh, Mystique oh, is a shapeshifter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but in terms of scoring, <laughs> in terms of scoring, that's a whole different strategy. Well, he, well, here's uh, the thing. I I like the fact that you propose it in terms of the story, but you mm -hmm. know, Key is always going to shoot it down. If, right. if, if she's, yeah. she, Key is going to shoot down any trade that doesn't give her value from a point perspective. Key is already so dominant that she's like she's hey, already been... in another income tax bracket at this point. <laughs> I'm over here like, uh... <laughs> I'm like oh, I, I'm I will do my part. I will do oh, my yes. part as as the as a host. Mm -hmm. I will pick. I will pick two teams mm -hmm. of. I will pick Great. two teams that are not here and I'll okay. let you guys, I'll let you guys tell me what you think of the trade. And this is, oh, and this okay. is coming. So this is a trade between the native delegation. Oh, I thought you were going to say Latinx and black delegations. I knew what was coming. No, no. The native, I'm, I'm here. The native I'm American delegation and the Polynesian delegation. <laughs> I am thinking. Sorry. Sorry, I know what you can do. <laughs> Don't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You thought I was going to do it, but I'm not no, going to do it. Please do it. Please do it. Fine, I I'm going to do it. Fine, I'm going to do it. I'm going to trade the crow <laughs> to the Polynesian delegation for for Scarlet Witch. Oh, oh. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I am down. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That's the best. This is the thing I've say that again, day. Michael. Say, so, say that again. The crow from the native delegation <laughs> to the Polynesian delegation for Scarlet Witch. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Thomas T will be like, it's sure as long as there's a good story. Right. He can, Tom, he can, well, Thomas T will always have a right. good he, story. Right. He will turn the crow into like your favorite character ever. <laughs> he'll, yeah. get, he'll get into, right. Favorite and, uh, pointless character ever. And, you know, it'll be, it will be definitely interesting to see what, what, um, what's, sorry, what Joaquin, <laughs> what Joaquin would do. Well, and May, uh, May and ruined May. her. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, I see. I think May. I think May would have some cool ideas. It was. It'd be more fun to yeah. figure out what but Joaquin. Joaquin <laughs> 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 would be like, "Men ruined her. <laughs> Men, she got mad. <laughs> she altered 
Altered reality. <laughs> altered reality because the reality she was in, she couldn't handle. Where men were <laughs> superior, she couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle, she couldn't it. handle it. So she got the alter reality. <laughs> All right. <sighs> now I'm going to propose a trade between the black delegation and the Asian delegation. Ooh. I mean, like that's. I mean. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I... There's, only one, there's only one thing that could help the black delegation. There's <laughs> only one trade. All right. How about trading Dazzler? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to make a trade that they, that they might consider accepting. Not oh, a trade. No. Not a trade. Come on, that it's not as fun. I'm not gonna just, just because we all know, <laughs> we all know there's only one character that could turn the tide. <laughs> there's only one character that could turn the tide. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Oh. So we can't do that. But no, how I mean, about? Can. I mean, Ron never showed up. Remember, <laughs> Ron has not been on this podcast yet. <laughs> so, make it black man. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, do it. It makes sense. Bats are black. <laughs> I I'm going to pick the juggernaut. <gasps> Ooh, oh, Michael! Whoa, the juggernaut. For, yeah. All right. Do you think Juggernaut is like you know well endowed? Um, I and would imagine. All, like, I would body. like so. <laughs> Kane Marco, he's he's supposed to be just a big guy in general, right? He he. That, that's not what the, the the um the jewel doesn't give him the size, right? The jewel just gives him the power. Wait, real quick. Does, has everybody here seen The Boys season two? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then we can we can discuss no that part. I mean, spoilers. Like... Okay, spoiler alert. Okay, that one spot since we're talking about well and dad. You see how I just snuck that in there oh, yeah, just to talk about this one part that I couldn't talk to anybody <laughs> about except my dog last night. <laughs> I was like, I was like it would, he got choked out by his peen. That one guy, that was his superpower, having a really big peen. And it could, like, grow and then wrap around people. And bust. Yeah, I feel like that's like a monkey paw situation. It was like... prehensile <laughs> peen. Prehensile right. peen. You know, yeah, it's, it was it's like one thing. Kind of. Right. It's one thing to say, like, oh, we're going to give you superpowers. And your powers are going to get a large penis. And it's like, oh, that's great. Until you realize that you have to, like, wrap it around your entire body. You know, there are... <laughs> There are, just really, <laughs> there are some really off-color jokes that you could be make could be made about Juggernaut too. About I know, yeah. You can't stop him from. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, nobody he can't can just... stop him from what, Annie? Can you please elaborate? This <laughs> <laughs> is a PG. It's not. No, this it is, is not totally a PG not. podcast. <laughs> Annie, I've been on this podcast. It <laughs> no, is not PG. Stop from coming so. exactly oh my god talk about yeah. philip at the gas station and he's and he's well but he's known for wearing a helmet at least there at least there's that hey, yeah that's true that's good you know he also, so. 
he also somebody did She Hulk dirty and oh had, yeah yeah the juggernaut. Had, Oh, where She-Hulk was in bed with Juggernaut, where She-Hulk slept with Juggernaut. And that's widely disputed whether or not that's actually part of She-Hulk canon and if it ever really was. But it's like six feet, seven inches. I don't know about his endowment situation, but if Jennifer ever sleep with him, which she definitely would not, because she could do so much better, I'm sure he was fine. I just think that when he's wearing the helmet, he might have unstoppable staying power. So <laughs> as long as he's coming his, and coming and yeah, coming he's just, and coming. Mm, just juggernaut. <laughs> juggernaut. Oh my God, is that a new thing? Oh, juggernaut. You know, or or juggernaut, if you will. Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> I got that juggernaut Michael. last night. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Michael had that saved up. My <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like the whole time. He's like, he has to give it to him. <laughs> Seventy minutes into the show, and he had to bust it out. Okay. All right. Speaking speaking of busting like it busting. out. <laughs> All right. Let's Martin see. Busted. Martin is blushing. I, Martin is so cute when he blushes like that. It's okay. You can say juggernaut. Go ahead, say it, Martin. I can, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> he's, like, so, he's like, so, my family's starting to listen to this show, and next thing you know, they're gonna hear juggernaut. <laughs> so, so this is so this is fun. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep throwing out some possible <laughs> trades. So yeah. now, someone from your own team for someone from any of the other teams that are not here. Huh. Um. I got one. Okay. Death and Joker. Mm. Death and Joker. See, I think I think the Black delegation turns down Death. I, I think Black Death is not something that we're interested in right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh. the first, yeah, it's just like that whole thing of like you know Caesar plus, Romero. Plus, they already yeah. have Hella. Plus they already have Hella, you know. I think. Oh yeah. You know they're like, they're already. Diet death. Yeah, yeah they're the, the the you know death with a, a face. <laughs> also, know. we really we really don't want to take away the portmanteau bloker. We don't. We don't. Even though I don't think I've ever used that, <laughs> but but um, Out you know, it. like you 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 want to keep right now. We've got something quite stable with Thanos and Hella. You introduce mm -hmm. death into the equation, it turns into a whole big reality show. And, you know, I, I, th I think the Black delegation gives it, gives it, puts a kibosh on it. All right, fine. Well, well you, you guys know what I'm going to do. Uh, well, let's hear it. Captain Marvel for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's purely, purely for points. Purely for points. Yes, of course. The Asian delegation. Not bad. Like it's not like I'm trying to give him Hal Jordan or something. The Asian delegation probably turns that down. Um, maybe if you'd done, you know, Iron Man, maybe, maybe they would have thought have about Iron it. Man. That's what I'm saying. Maybe if you would have tried to, I don't, you know. Did Iron Man get points? I don't remember him getting points. He did okay. He did okay. He didn't do as well as Batman because. Yeah, but... and I just want <laughs> Batman. <laughs> That's really what I want. <laughs> 
What about you, Annie? Uh, let's see. And it has to be from a team that's not here? Right. Mm. All right. Let's go over who Sharon has. <laughs> ah, the white delegation. The white delegation. The white delegation is the Flash, Blade, Forge, Reed Richards, Alex Wilder, Damian Wayne, Punchline, Wiccan, uh, Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, Superboy, Katara, Barbara Gordon, and John Stewart. What was the one that Sean really wanted? <laughs> That's on his team, like. The one he was really excited about. Take that one. <laughs> yeah, take it from the top again, the first three. Uh, it was John Stewart that he really wanted. Yeah, that's right. He was on yeah. Johnson. I don't know. I feel like I could definitely see a couple of these characters in the Jewish delegation. So I want to see. The first three characters of the white team again? I'm suddenly. Uh, like Flash, Blade, Forge. And mm. Reed Richards was four. Right, Reed Richards was four. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Reed Richards. That's who I had in mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and who are you going to trade to the white delegation? You can have back your white boy, Iron Fist. Oh! been re caucasized <laughs> yeah, like, we don't want him no more <laughs> reed richards he's been thrown away <laughs> now, now reed richards is going to be the cerebral jew that stanley and exactly <laughs> friend but best buds with with uh, ben Grimm, the way it was meant to be with a saucy mm. little ex-wife mm-hmm. and a filipino uh, brother-in-law <laughs> And that's awesome. That's exactly that's exactly what the first family of Marvel should look like. All different colors, all different traditions. Yeah, Reed Richards, Jewish Reed Richards. I feel like it's not really that hard to to imagine. It's really not. He's just going to be in his lab all the time. Um, he's he's probably going to be a little more demonstrative towards Sue. Partly because I pretty much know that any Sue that Martin conjures up and that S conjures up is not going to be taking any crap from a Jewish Reed Richards. So. All right. I like it. Let's see. Do I have another one to propose? Hmm. Let's also mess around with the white delegation. And let's put... I have to remember. Hmm. Blade, mm -hmm. send them back to the black people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was a hard one. That was, I'm still, I'm still hurt over that one. I still, I still have existential pain. Blade, and he can be traded for the Joker. That's right. White people can have the Joker back. You can have the Joker back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real. 
white I people mean, get the, the Joker G- and white kind of makes sense. What? I mean, <laughs> this is a guy who commits countless crimes and he's never. The, he, there's always and a story about it. Like, there's always a story like, about how like, how misunderstood he is. The you know, like as soon as as soon as he commits his latest crime. There's all manner of sympathetic stories about his childhood, which explain, exactly which explain why he did what he did, and he never faced accountability. He thinks it's all a big joke. That's yep. that's the Joker to a T. <laughs> so it's only right. Blade is back. You know, mm-hmm. coolest vampire hunter there is. Blade is back, and you know who's coming to play him. Mahershala. Mahershala, that is going to be stunning. They are looking for a writer for the film on Twitter, and it just astounds me that Marvel. Well, I don't think they're already has for a database them. of all these. Movies. I don't think they're looking for them on Twitter, though. I think people on Twitter are just volunteering to be the writer. Um, right. You know, I think it's funny though, because I, I remember this story that was the source of this article. This was, this was, I mean, the source of many, many articles. It was basically an article about how um, now a lot of projects are trying to find authentic, um, authentic writers um, in order to, to uh, better, uh, better fill out the stories that they want to tell, more diverse stories. And you know, it did a little bit of concern trolling because they were saying like, is it? potentially going too far, making it hard for white writers to find work. And, you know, they mentioned that Blade, at the, as of that moment, had not yet found a writer um, because Marvel was making sure that, that they were going to find uh, black people to write for the show. And that oh, kind of, and that, and that was what prompted this whole, you know, all these articles about how Marvel was looking for black people to write for Blade. It wasn't, it's, they specifically put out any kind of casting call or any kind of, uh, you know, um, inquiry to black writers. It was more that it was just well known in the industry that that's what they were looking for. Got and, it. And, um, you know, I, I, I tried to uh, ask, <laughs> I tried to ask, um, Brian Brian Edward Hill, if he had had any designs on Blade, but come to find out a few days later, we found out that he got this big deal to do uh, Power Rangers, so he's oh, out. Wow, good for him, Mazel. Yeah, yeah and and they're and they're planning to do a whole big um, franchise with the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, Mazel tov, Brian you know, Edward. I, I totally get why he might have not wanted to take a Blade gig for one for one project versus you know potentially running a whole franchise but reagan gomez i mean there are a ton of awesome black women writers who and and i know that marvel does look at twitter mm-hmm. wasn't that how simu lee got cast as shang chi um well one of the more um well-known examples were was eve uh, eve ewing of um, course you know how she how she got on ironheart um, she sort of campaigned for, well, people campaigned for her and mm-hmm. she, um, you know, agreed with the campaigns and they, and they went ahead and reached out. I think, I, I want to say Ta-Nehisi Coates also got, got his gig, um, his first Marvel gig because of uh, a little bit of Twitter campaigning. So oh, it has absolutely. been, so it has been known to happen. And, um, you know, that's yeah. why I, I don't discourage any of the, the black writers from shooting their shot. Exactly. Keep tweeting about it. Keep tweeting about it because Marvel but, does pay attention. They but do I do care. feel like I do feel like the minute they stop tweeting about it is the minute that we know that they've gotten the gig. Right. <laughs> you know, because then they've signed that. Then they've signed their NDAs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's when the iron curtain of vibranium falls. I, I just have to point out that I love NDAs. You know, I feel like, you know, everybody needs to sign one, like, especially if I'm dealing with them. But like, at the same time, I kind of feel, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Like, I, I've tried. I really have. I'm like, we can't talk unless you sign an NDA. I'm trying to make myself self-important. But like, I hate the fact that like, the whole point of, I think it kind of takes away from the consequence of doing something wrong and also preventing it in the future by having people not speak about it. No, 100%, sure. Um, you know, I th but, but a lot of NDAs do have a provision for if you do something egregious, then, you know, it, you're not bound. But yeah, I mean, what's one of the advantages of having an NDA is that if you, you know, fall anything below that egregious limit, you, you, are, you feel pretty safe and not having all your business out in the street. I'm very, I'm very anti-NDA when it comes to settlements and employment contracts, um, when it comes to what employees can talk about and can't talk about if employees ever, ever have to assert their rights in the workplace in terms of discrimination and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, guess I guess is where the lawyer in me comes out and says that one of the reasons why you settle in the first place is to make sure that it doesn't become public. So you just get a lot. Yeah, but isn't that the whole, no, the, the whole part of settlement is not so it doesn't become public. It's just so they don't do it again. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, so it's too. I have, it's, so I have a quick question. Like, so if you were like. And that's, I guess this is where like, I guess bigger companies get people is like, you know, like, let's say you're doing it not only to right a wrong, but like, you're also making a statement and they're like, well, we'll give you like this much, but you have to sign a non-disclosure and say, not talk about what we did. Do you take the money or do you go, no, I'm going to effing court and have fun with that. I mean, that's, yeah, that ends up being the choice that people have to make because a yeah. lot of the, a lot of times a lot of times it's not about the money. A lot of times it's it's about making a statement. And if it is about making a statement, then you won't take the settlement. Um, it's what the company, uh, you know, what the company wants is both. Even if the company ends up winning in court, all of the negative publicity that comes from being in court uh, is, adver is, is adverse to what to their interest. So they often will settle something just to make it go away. Whether okay, or not, well, whether I just or wanna... not they think they can win or not, they just may say, you know, between the cost of litigating it and between the cost reputationally to um, the things that might come out in court, it's just easier doing the calculus to say, take this money now rather than three years from now after everything's, you know, gone to court, gone to court. And a lot of people, for a lot of people, it is about just being made whole. You know, if it, if you felt like you were wronged and you want money to to f improve your situation, I'm not I mean, I'm never going to, to tell people they shouldn't do that. But that ends up being, you know, an advantage. It ends up being an advantage for the company because the company knows that other people won't won't come out and sue them as well. well you know. Oh. Well, I was just going to say, um, just, you know, putting this out there, universe, and for my future, um, the lowest in which I will settle is for $10.75 million. That is the <laughs> lowest. Is there a specific... Tell your words, girl. 
Is there a specific yeah. reason? Okay, that is, huh? <laughs> is a specific reason for that number specifically? Well, 11 million feels a little too greedy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so why not 10.85? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I could. I could go there, but, you know, I'm just saying the lowest. 10.75. Gotcha. It sounds like a nice number. I might have already calculated how I'm going to, like, utilize that money and so yeah. forth. So All right. I mean, but, you've already done the math, you mm-hmm. know? Gotcha. And that's before or after taxes? That's after taxes. Remember, right. with money that you're talking to me about, it's always, always. after taxes. <laughs> so, just so you know. Just so we are clear. <laughs> you hear that world? If you're trying you hear to settle, that world, you hear that universe. <laughs> to settle with me. It's got to be after. <laughs> and I will play them post. back. You know, like 10 years from now, I will play this podcast back and I'll be like, do you not hear that number? That's after taxes. That is a post-tax number. I don't have a good, I don't have a good transition to that. But like, one thing that normally happens on our shows, if if you're a first-time listener, is this will be the portion where we talk about the head-to-head challenges in the Fantasy Comics League. Uh, Shout out to the Fantasy Comics League and and Sean and uh, Brian and those guys over there. Uh, This week, Sean and Brian. This week we did not get uh, scoring from, we did not get scoring from them. So it's going to be a little bit of a delay for week five of the showdowns. Um, but, you know, we'll have we'll, we'll give you two weeks. If you come back next week, you'll get to see uh, this week's showdowns. Just for the just to recap was the uh, multiracial versus the white delegation, the Native American versus the Jewish delegation, the Polynesian delegation versus the black delegation and the Asian delegation versus the Latinx delegation. The main event, if you will, was everyone was waiting for. And we have to wait another week apparently yeah week six though the multiracial delegation against the black delegation (laughs) is coming (laughs) there's also the native american delegation against the latinx delegation oh that's gonna be cute yeah (laughs) it's also the polynesian delegation against the white delegation and that means in our main event, the Asian delegation against the Jewish delegation. Whoa! <laughs> yeah! Iran's going to kick our asses. <laughs> and this is the portion of the show where everyone tells me their characters. Now, Annie, you gave me your characters ahead of time, so you get to go first. Would Wait. you read them out for me? Because I am not in front of my list. But yes, I, know I it am. Was- Supergirl, Starfire, Apocalypse. Um. How about I read it? Apocalypse, Moon Knight. Right, Mark. Supergirl, Zatanna. That's right, with Zatanna. Yeah, yeah. And Starfire. And. We are still waiting for the characters from the Asian delegation. Batman and someone else. <laughs> Batman and the Batman. I mean, like, I mean, Batman I'm just gonna call out, I'm just gonna call out Ron right now and say, like, it's kind of weak that you know every single time you yell Batman. Like, I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, are you too scared of the Jewish delegation? 
do not put Batman there. I'm just saying, it sounds a little like, you know. You know, Ron's going to pick, Ron's probably going to pick Batman, um, Shang-Chi, and anyway, he's not here, so we can't speak from, we love you, Ron, though. We love you. We'd love to have you in the show. We, we, yeah, come on the show. Ron, I, oh, no, I've never met you, Ron, because you've never been here. Ron's just a saying. sweetheart. He totally needs to come on the show. All right. Now we'll we'll let uh, Martine mm-hmm. let us know in his matchup against the Native American del it's Native American, right? Yeah. Against the Native American delegation, <laughs> the Latinx team. Yeah. All right. Thor. Thor. I think he's. I mean, I think, I think his solo really- book. I think you should go really masculine, Martine. Like, (laughs) 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 Just so you know, guys, even though we haven't done the scores yet for last week, one character was conspicuously absent from his delegation yet again. Spider-Man. Yeah. Not yet Why? again. Their their feud their their hatred towards Spider Man continues. Why? Wait, guess, what's going on? You with know Spider-Man? what their hatred is? They thought that Spider Man was gonna carry the whole team the whole time and that they were gonna get like a lot better points during the whole thing and it didn't happen. That's that's no reason to, to punish to punish Peter Parker and no punish and punish yourself. Yeah, and punish yourself. I mean, uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like the scarecrow. Or wait, what is what's his name again? Crow. <laughs> the crow. The crow mentality. Why do I want to make scarecrow? What? I mean, <laughs> there's a there is currently an event happening in Amazing Spider-Man, which in, which includes weekly books, weekly books, <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's just uh just hanging racking out, racking up points, just hanging out, himself. racking up points on the bench. That sounds That's like a crazy. reason. That sounds like a reason that in season two, they might not get Spider-Man. You know what? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll I'll call Joaquin tomorrow and I'll like Josh him for it. But sorry. It might be a turnaround. Sorry, Martine. Who else? Who else is coming from the Latinx delegation? Miles Morales. Miles. Yay! He's got a, he's got a book out next mm-hmm. week. Black Panther. Black. Well, you just had to bring up Black Panther. Had to bring up the Kala, but smart choice. Wakanda Gate continues. (laughs) Wakanda Gate continues. Wakanda Gate. Okay, who else? Constantine. John Constantine. Okay. And Wolverine. No Superman. Wow. He doesn't so I think what he's saying is that he's going against the Native American team, so he doesn't need Superman. Like he, he's not scared. <laughs> he doesn't need the big guns. Is that what he just said? I mean that's kind of yeah. what I heard. By like him not picking. Kinda feels that way. Yeah, like he's like, kinda look, feel. I could I could win with like my eyes closed and my hands tied <laughs> behind my back, kind of thing. Like I think that's what Martine is saying. At least that's what he texted me or t- chatted me up and said, you know, he's like that native delegation, they ain't no. shit. That's no, what he said. I did not. <laughs> I mean, it's 
Kia is the shade finder. Like if there's, <laughs> if there's potential shade in a situation, she's on it with electron microscopy and a laser sight. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. I can smell it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> and she'll have, she's like midnighter. She's already got a million different scenarios in her mind of what could potentially happen to be shade. <laughs> All right, Kia. Now right. you're up. Who are your I, five? Actually, Oh, yeah, I am. Um, I was about to like, I'm deferring to Anne. Um, mm. Now, uh, who am I going against again? You were going against the Black delegation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, actually, that I reminds me. That reminds me. That. that reminds me. Randy, our friend Randy, friend of the mm -hmm. podcast, did give us the characters from the Black Delegation, so I can read them live on the show. Didn't Randy come on like a couple episodes? Yeah, he's been ago? on. He's been on. Jason Todd. Jason mm -hmm. Todd. Domino. Dazzler. Dazzler. Joker. <laughs> and oh, Doom. So those are the characters you're going to be going against. Jason Todd, Domino. I'm sorry, I fell Adler, asleep. What'd you say? Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the pain. <laughs> All right, who are your five? Um, well, I, I honestly, I didn't do my research in terms of like what books are coming out this <laughs> right now or what's coming out. That just okay. means that you have 24 hours to change your picks once oh, you've gotten you know, your. You know that's work. <laughs> you know that's work, right? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Anybody want to tell me what books are coming out? Nobody. You. Uh, I see. Want you. us to pick? Yeah, being cavalier over I, here. I can't trust you, Martin. Look at that smile. <laughs> He's like, "Do you want me to tell you what books are coming out?" <laughs> He's gonna make them up, and I'll be like, "Oh, that sounds great." <laughs> um. So, they pick do... Joker. What? Oh, are you going to do like tit for tat? Are you going to pick a character specifically to go against each of the yeah. other characters? Okay. Let's, that's, yeah. this could be fun. So, um, so they well, pick Joker. Who are you picking to go against Joker? Harley? Is Joker their best, their best, like on their team? I mean, at this point, it might be Doom because uh -huh. Joker's, you know, finished. Yeah, then his. I'll go with Harley. Harley. I'll go okay. with Wonder Woman for Doom. Wonder Woman for Doom. What's the other ones that they had again? Jason Todd, Domino, oh, no. and Dazzler. Jason. Jason Todd, he gets the crow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jason Todd can get... Uh, this is up for debate, but Black Widow? I feel like Black Widow is doing something. Black Widow solo book's out this week, right, Martine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I just have like you know the universe just told me that weird right you know just like I was like last week ah uh, so we're gonna go with Black Widow um yeah there was a Black Widow book this week is as well that you missed out on by not picking her for your yeah. uh, series right well, let's not let's not talk about that let's not talk about that it's Kelly Thompson's new series that's the uh, one that that's the one that comes out this week but there was an there was a book. Uh, I forget what it was called. Maybe like Widow Sting or something like that. That was um, oh, that came out this past week. But for the new series, Phil Noto is doing stunning Black Widow covers. I yes. mean, and who's doing the interior art? The interior. 
I don't know and, that offhand. Yeah, I um, can't I remember. Can find it for you. Yeah. Is it because it was on the Black Widow book with Mark Wade, I think, right? Um, Elena Casagrande is that? Does that ring a bell? A, a woman artist, even better. I believe she's. I mean, I know she did number one. I don't know if she's. She did um, the the other issues. This is. I think we're up to three. Cap. I think we're up to Black Widow number three. And that is Sil Casagrande. Okay. There you have it. Okay. So who are your other two characters, Kia? What are the other two that they have left? Domino and Dazzler. <laughs> Double D's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I cannot. Um, do not leave your children with me, people. Do not leave your children with me. Um, so Domino, I don't know. Domino's not that great. She just gets lucky. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, how about Captain America? Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and for Dazzler. And for Dazzler, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna match Dazzler with my mystique because I figured there'll be no points. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, there it is. Black Widow, Captain America, Mystique, Harley, and Wonder Woman. Will the Black Delegation put up points? I don't know. I think Jason Todd has a book out, doesn't he? Like this upcoming week? Or did he just have one? He may I have just had just one. Just had one. I don't think he yeah. Had one. yeah, I guess he missed this week. Oh, oh rough. That's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Not a lot of Joker. And, and Doom just had his book last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be yeah, tough he's sledding. Not gonna, he's not going to perform. <laughs> it might be tough sledding for the Black delegation this week. Yeah. <laughs> If only he had a juggernaut. <laughs> He's got a solo book, too. Um, so there it is. White delegation, Polynesian delegation, Native American delegation, Asian delegation. Get your get your lineups to me so that next week we can figure out these showdowns. That's yep. we're week, week six of our seven weeks of showdowns. So actually, that's a good this, – this is a good time to go back through – to go back through the showdowns because I actually forgot, actually forgot who won every week. So since we have <laughs> Kia, 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 say my Ron. name, Ron. say my name. So week one was the multiracial delegation versus the native delegation. Mm -hmm. The multiracial delegation scored thirty-seven points. Thirty-seven. And the Native American delegation scored 25 points. So that's oh. a win. That's a win for Kia. 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 That's oh, my God. It sounds so great. Kia and winning. It's kind of like my middle name is Win. Uh-oh. You better watch out, Sierra. 
There was also the Polynesian Wanda delegation. Get it, Martin? Get it? The Polynesian delegation against the Asian delegation. That was a massive Polynesian delegation oh. scored two points. <laughs> and the Asian delegation scored <laughs> and the Asian delegation scored forty eight points. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, is there life name. left? Nope. <laughs> there was also the Jewish delegation against the white delegation. The Jewish delegation scored 13 points. And the white delegation scored 28. Oh, wow. So. Mm. <laughs> So that is zero and one for the for the Asian. I mean for the Jewish delegation. One and zero. And the week one, the main event was the black delegation against the Latinx delegation. The black delegation put up a total of nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sixteen points. Wow. Compared to the fifty points for. <laughs> The Latinx delegation. Oh, so oh. that's a win. <laughs> week two. Week two. Week two was the multiracial delegation versus the Polynesian delegation. The multiracial delegation put up. Wait for it. Seventeen. Seventeen points. Seventeen points. And the Polynesian delegation put up. 18 points. But it hasn't been, it hasn't been, it has not been checked or verified by Sean. That is, that is true. These are still, I want to point that out. But if they did, if they truly did win by one measly inch, it's all about the girth anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a native, the Native American delegation versus the Asian delegation. The Native American delegation. And the Asian delegation put up 27 points. So they tied. No, no, no. Uh, I I just paused mm-hmm. in that point where I was going to say what the score was for the Native American delegation. I'm really sorry. I paused. I paused because they put up zero points. Yeah. Oh. That was a cheat. Oh, wait, we can't say that. <laughs> um. And yeah, so that was 27 to zero that the Asian delegation won that. The next matchup was the Latinx delegation versus the Jewish delegation. Latinx delegation put up 49 points. And the Jewish delegation put up four points. Four points, okay. Well done, Martin. Martin. (laughs) Hey, you showed up, and that's all that matters. You know? <laughs> like you were there, you were present and accounted for. It. I was there to play. Yes. The black delegation took on the white delegation. The white delegation. The black delegation put up thirteen points. White delegation. Did you call them the caucus delegation? Yeah, the caucus. White caucus. Caucus. The black delegation put up 13 points and the white delegation put up 14 points. Oh, close. Interesting. So close, but yet so far. So far away. (laughs) 
week three was the multiracial delegation against the Asian delegation. Oh, massive showdown of powerhouses. Yeah. 57 points for the multiracial delegation. Wow. And 33 points for the Asian delegation. See, that's what, wow. that's how you know multiracial team comes to mother freaking play. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just had to let you know, Batman. <laughs> you went to the wrong team, Batman. We could have studied on these hoes, Batman. <laughs> and it was the it was also the the battle of the Native American delegation against the Polynesian delegation. And in that week by the score of three to one, the Native American delegation came out on top. Woo! Joaquin, I mean, Joaquin was probably really happy about that. This is... <laughs> I feel like he felt really dominant. <laughs> it was also, there was also a battle between the Jewish delegation and the black delegation. The Jewish delegation scored 28 points. Yes! Yes! Dina Warrior Princess crying. I like it. And uh, we'll move on to the next matchup because the black delegation put up zero points. (laughs) Um, That's right. See that? See that, Annie? When you come to play, they get scared. They get scared. Exactly. The girls show up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the white delegation took on the Latinx delegation in week three. 28 points by the white delegation. 51 points. Yes, Martin. For the Latinx yes. delegation. <laughs> wow. Kick it down. Yep. You scared, yep. you scared. <laughs> week four was uh, last week where the multiracial delegation took on the Jewish delegation. Hi, Annie. Hi, darling. (laughs) In that week, the multiracial delegation put up 28 points and the Jewish delegation put up 11 points. That's not bad. They're they're halfway there. I feel like Kia probably gave up some of her points for the for the Jewish teen, and I just want to say thank you, sweetheart. But you know, the one, it's okay, it's okay. I did, I did. Yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like it was a tie. Like I really <laughs> feel like it was a tie. And in, in in girl math, which is maybe non-Euclidean, it's right. He's lost Annie for a little bit. Uh-oh. Hello, I'm here. Yep, you're here. Oh, you're back. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's as soon as you invoked girl math, it was like the internet was like, no, no. <laughs> oh my God, it is really all run by men, isn't it? <laughs> Zoom's like, no. So th- this matchup was was a tough one. The Native American delegation versus the white delegation. And uh, please tell me. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me history repeated itself. Uh, five points for the Native American delegation. Oh, and twenty-six points for the white delegation. It was uh, it was it was tough. It was it was it was a beatdown. 
It was okay. Wait, time out, real quick. I don't know why this has triggered this, and maybe I'm about to go. I'm about to go a little ham. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But in the boys, um, Liberty, aka Stormfront, or whatever her name was, Uh she spoke about white genocide. Yeah, you've never heard of white genocide? No, I had to Google it. Oh, it's hilarious. White genocide. Did you did you hear? You ever heard the white genocide song? No. There's a white genocide song. And oh, I haven't been bumping this in my car? No, I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> like, um, oh. But I was like, that's a real thing. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like... I, 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 if I can play this through the podcast, I will. Um, because it's hilarious. Um, but who knows if they've taken it off of YouTube by now. Um, but I will, I will check. Probably not. It's probably Trump's theme song. Well, I am now sacrificing my algorithm by looking up the white. Oops. You know what? I need to get off of his profile. Can you just like, can you like refresh your algorithm? Like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. Like, what if I like wake up and like tomorrow I'm like, I'm just going to like write like YouTube and be like, I'm a brand new person. I prayed. Like, <laughs> let's try this again. I guess you could delete your account, delete your data, mm-hmm. start a VPN, go through a secure browser like Brave, and then see what happens. But who am I? Just someone who worked in tech for so oh my th- gosh, I'm really about to do all that. So I think <laughs> this is it. I'm going to, I don't know if you all got, if you guys will be able to hear it on the podcast, but I'm going to play a little bit of it. I'm sorry. I just see like a guy with candy cane. No, this isn't the one. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Groove. No, it wasn't the one. There was one. I, it was. Michael, I'll have to I'll have to share it with you later. Why does it just uh, pop up in my algorithm? (laughs) 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 Oh no, your YouTube algorithm is now screwed. You're going to get nothing but like recommendations for Joe Rogan, and you know, just well, I'm already an MMA fan, so I already get all of the. the alt right, <laughs> you know, a lot of alt right stuff, but uh, yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough, it's rough going. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, white people really think white genocide is a thing, Kia. Oh, wait, you know, and that's um, they they that's a core tenet of modern present day alt right slash white supremacy slash Nazis. That's so crazy. Yeah, and also a lot of other... I think it's crazy that the Nazis of all people brought that up. (laughs) I feel feel like a little confused in that moment. Like, weren't they kind of like the creators of white genocide? (laughs) No, No, the Nazis perpetuated white genocide, but now we're talking about the flip side where you have white people perceiving incorrectly that white culture and the white race is being threatened and is you know about to be exterminated because the country is being overrun by brown and black people 
Not oh, and, and don't forget, don't forget the race mixing. The don't race. forget the race mixing. They're really, they're really big on uh, the the notion that race mix, mixing is is part of why the white genocide is uh, is exactly. happening. Can't be a race invader. And then there are other some other fringe right wing ultra right wing groups that have different perceptions of white supremacy who are also feel the same way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna volunteer to go live on the freaking moon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like I'm done. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm done. I'm done with this world. Yeah. There still has to be an island left that you know doesn't other than Snake Island that doesn't have anybody on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going on that Snake Island. That's some scary shit right there. Buy your lottery tickets, and you know, if we win, we buy an island. We buy. That's we buy what I'm it. saying. Like, I buy. It. I'm not really sure how we can transition from white genocide, but we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. You know, I'm sure. Just, just so we're clear, the white delegation uh, is not proponents of white genocide uh we i'm guessing it won't happen in season two either so you know feel free white people if you want to support the white delegation as long as you're not white supremacists you can continue to support the white delegation in in the racial draft no white supremacists can support you know, the white delegation too i mean, no. I mean followers no. are followers right uh, uh um. there's a there is a special <laughs> patreon tier <laughs> there is a special Patreon tier um, where you just provide us with your email address and your and your actual address, and, and we can forward that information to the FBI. Um, but make sure you send us, um, yeah, you know the number that amount <laughs> send, send, us, send us that amount send us, send us that amount um, but make sure you include your address that's very important we will not accept oh God. we will not that accept the donation we will not accept the donation that's one way to ruin somebody right there you include like, your address that's actually genius think about it like hate groups funding like can you imagine if like you know, a hate group funded like black lives matter like, <laughs> I mean, that, that would be awkward. that would literally ruin Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I mean, it would ruin the hate group too. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but if they're doing it to be like, to be like, you know, like super villain, so to speak. Uh, now that I think, or super terrorist. <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. Um, I don't get it. They're all boy. The boys references, by the way. Um, yeah, that actually is kind of genius. I was just gonna say, I was. Uh oh, we lost Annie again. Yeah, are you guys here? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been talking softly. Sorry. I was just going to say, remind people, going back to what Michael was saying. Yes, this is the racial draft where we are race bending gleefully. So we bash, bash in this house. Don't come near us if you're white supremacist. <laughs> Good white people. I mean, you can, but you have oh. to deal with Annie, and uh, yeah. you don't want to do that. She will eat you. 
Oh man, we are a glorious train wreck. She's amazing. We're a glorious train wreck. <laughs> we somehow got stuck in the pit of white supremacy. So now let's move on. Let's yes. move on. Let's Speaking move of, on to the white delegation. I mean, <laughs> the white delegation's domination of the Native American <laughs> delegation. <laughs> Their devastation has not will not go unpunished in a karmic way in, in season two in season mm -hmm. two um however the polynesian delegation took on the latinx delegation last week mm -hmm. and a uh, week four as it were the polynesian delegation wait for it okay the latinx delegation <laughs> um the the latinx, latinx delegation only chose one person. The Latinx delegation <laughs> put up 22 points, 22 points to the zero points from the Polynesian delegation. Light work, as they say, light work. And I mean, uh, the, the Asian delegation took on the black delegation. The results might surprise you. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, he's messing with you. <laughs> well, the Asian delegation put up 89 points. And the uh, black delegation put up seven. Can I just say that I was really happy I didn't go against them like last week? I'll just say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. they took... They took their their beating at the hands of of the multiracial delegation to heart, and they and they, as 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 often happens, the black delegation took the the brunt of the punishment. <laughs> they took they took it out took it out on the black delegation. It's very sad. This all makes sense. This all sad. makes sense. <laughs> so stay tuned. Going through going through. So that means that so far in. Through four weeks, three and one, the multiracial delegation, the Native American delegation is zero, two, one and three. The Polynesian delegation is one and three. The Asian delegation is three and one. The Jewish delegation is Oh, oh, one and three. Oh my God! Did we drop below mortal calculable mass? <laughs> <laughs> the white delegation is one, two, three, and one. The black delegation is. <laughs> Say it out loud. Say it. Say it louder. I'm black and I have no points. O and four for the black delegation. And the Latinx delegation is four and O. Wow. Four and O. Wow. Latinx delegation, four and O. How could they be four and O if they lost against me? They didn't face you yet. Yeah, they did. Where's the main event of all main events? in week seven right that's oh, right God. that's right so that could be the that could be the so that should be fun because i've yeah. already looked at it i'm coming uh-huh 
I've already looked at that week. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that means I have to pay attention to the actual books that come out. You just messed up, Martine. You messed up. Before we get to I mean, week seven, before we get to week seven, we still have week five and week six. Um, okay. Well, I actually want to do it week six instead of week. <laughs> I'm going to do it week six instead of week seven. I'm changing it. On that note, before you guys get into that, I'll have to sign off early. All right. No, well, Annie. it was all. It was. It was a pleasure, Andy. Thank you for uh, giving your your perspective to the podcast. We definitely yes need for the for the Moon Knight topic. Yes. And, you know, let the people know where they can find you. Fangirl Smash, all one word, on the Twitter streets. And again, I'm so sorry that the first 25 minutes of the podcast was simply the Jewish delegation ranting about Moon Knight. Apologies. Uh, do not I feel apologize. Like the people, we loved it. The people wanted it. Yeah, the people needed it. Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt nervous. You filled them up. I know, but I feel better. I feel unburdened. So my, That's my, that the juggernaut. All right, it's war, and on that note, I'm signing off. It's war. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye <laughs> all right. So yeah, I mean we're we're almost at the end for for all of us. Uh, this was. Can we, this can, was we, a... can we take can we take a moment? I totally slipped that in. I feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Kia is always a fan of slipping things in. Um... <laughs> Call me. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry, Martine. I I know I know Martine gets really like he's like ah. See, oh, if you were cringes. if you were a Patreon subscriber, you could see Martin's uh, blushy face. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, this is too much. This is too much for me. <sighs> All oh. right, guys. What's up? I Were you about to like try to sign off? Because uh, before we go, um, Martin has to tell us about his brand new job, where it's located. And so we can visit him and we can support him. Mm, let's not do that in a, a, public, in a public forum. However, we do want to find out about uh, whether your attempts to find find Martine a, a British a British woman have been. Oh successful. yes, that too. Well, that's another reason why I need his address because I have some pictures and some people that uh, are totally interested, and they have real accents. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> if you're a British listener and you'd like to uh, have a date with Martine. Um, yeah, Patreon. We have a Patreon tier for that. You as can well. find me. You can find me <laughs> at Kia Bism on Twitter and Kia Bism on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Kia will be the recipient of mm -hmm. all the photographs. Um, yes, she will decide I will, I will which are appropriate. Interview you. Mm -hmm. You know, are you mm -hmm. on Snapchat, Kia? Or should they send you some snaps? I am on sound uh, Snapchat. I think it's like brown sugar. Okay. No R. Um, share <laughs> your snaps. Share your snaps with with mm -hmm. Kia. Uh, the racial draft is not on Snapchat. Uh, we 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 have seen our share of of uh, Snapchat penises, and we don't want to see any more. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see penises either. Remember, this is for my team. Okay. No. Not for me. <laughs> Mm. You didn't specify. <laughs> oh wait, actually, Martine. I mean, this whole time. I mean, that's presumptuous of me, Martine. What are you looking for? And a mate. 
in a mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, in a, not in the Australian sense. <laughs> and a mite. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop now. I'm. I'm what waiting. are you looking for, Martine? I'll leave we are not. Yeah, we'll. We're, we'll leave we're, it up to me. When we're short no. on time, when we're short on time, we go. We will revisit the topic of uh, of, of finding, of finding but a this match. This might be his last Martine. podcast. We have to know now. It will not be Martine's last podcast. We will not allow it. We will not allow it. All Martine, right, guys. I got your back. All right, guys. I'll Kia, do you do you, do you want to celebrate? Do you want to stunt on, on on everybody one more time before we go? Um, I'm just over here crip walking. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> over here crip walking and zooming. That's just all I'm doing. Although technically, when it comes to head to head challenges, right now the Latinx team are front running. Um, it's really clear. Don't worry, we're gonna cross swords eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> oh, you, you really, really? I'm just gonna dangle that out there. Yeah, Nobody? we're gonna Nothing? we're gonna leave the dangling. We're gonna leave the, the, the discussions of dangling, dangling I swords. I thought about that earlier in the podcast, and I finally got it out. And you guys are just gonna leave it? Leave gonna it leave there? It. Gonna let gonna let you gonna let you, you dangle? There, leave it there, tripoding. Gonna, Come on! Yeah, gonna gonna let you just like let it hang out, and uh, we're we're not gonna touch it. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be, not... gonna be Kia CK. That's right. Kia <laughs> 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 uh, CK. That's it. I'm changing all my name on Twitter. <laughs> this makes better sense. <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, Martine, what would you have to say before you go? Um, not much. I, mean, I don't really got anything to really, really talk about. Just All right. Stop trying to do that, Kia. <laughs> stop trying to do what? Well, stop I'm going. Up. I'm going to say something. Okay. We're just a few days away mm-hmm. from a historic, momentous election day, and. What I, you know, please turn up your, please turn up your podcast. It's very important what I'm about to say. It's really important that we exercise our civic, civic duty. It's really important that we do what, what is our responsibility as Americans. So I know a lot of people say it doesn't matter who you want to vote for. Just vote. I'm here to tell you that it does matter. Oh, for Joe Biden. And if you plan to vote for Donald Trump, don't vote. Don't vote. Because you don't believe in democracy anyway. So you shouldn't vote. Because what the, the America that you want to be a part of is not an America that's based around democracy. So don't bother voting. Um, enjoy your four years. And we will enjoy civilization, hopefully, uh, starting starting after election day hopefully we will do our part to fix the broken country that uh, these last four years have provided and uh everyone else the people who believe in freedom the people who believe in america and the the the, the beauty the great the, the greatness that this country could be versus the greatness that that people who claim to want to make it again the people who want to create greatness rather than pretend that greatness occurs, do your part, 
um, whether you've already cast your vote through uh, early voting or whether you plan to cast your vote on Tuesday. Um, we all are in it together. We're all part of this like group of people who want better. And if you want better, make better choices. So on that note, this week, more than any other week, all things are possible. Woo! <laughs>